Warning, this podcast covers information that may be triggering to some. A show just dropped on Netflix covering the life of one of the world's most notorious serial killers. The show is almost unbearable to watch, but after watching it, you soon see how a young innocent boy can turn into something evil. In today's podcast, we will be discussing the life and the lead up to the crimes committed by the Milwaukee cannibal or better known as Jeffrey Dahmer. The show that I'm talking about is called Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. But before you watch it, beware, because it's not only disturbing, but it's an emotional roller coaster. And honestly, I had no idea what Jeffrey Dahmer's life was like before I watched the show. I just knew that he was a killer and that he was a cannibal, but I learned that his life was so much more than just that. He was obviously innocent at one point, and there was a time before he was considered a serial killer. But before I go further with this point, let me put it out there that I will never think what he did was okay and his doings will never ever be forgotten or justifiable. But going back to what I was saying, this show seriously got me asking questions. Why would someone do something like this? So let me just say that simply knowing the crimes versus knowing his life before his crimes really changed the way I thought about him. Before I begin this episode, let me lay out the fact that our upbringings have a lot to do with the way that we are. And interestingly enough, I've learned that a lot of people don't believe that this is so because it causes them to admit things that may be embarrassing or just simply difficult to discuss. And there is also the argument of nurture versus nature that will never disappear. For example, some believe that serial killers were born to be serial killers and some believe that they were made into serial killers. Well, Jeffrey Dahmer is somebody that I believe was made to be a killer. Why do I think this? Well, I'll tell you why. Let's dig into some developmental psychology and who's truly to blame for the way that Dahmer turned out. I'm your host, Dayton and Sarah, on Breaking Down Dahmer. So I have always been fascinated with psychology, so much so that it was actually what I originally wanted to study in college, but I took a different route. But That doesn't mean that I haven't continued to study it outside of school. I've actually done quite a lot of research on different serial killers and criminals, and it seems that there's something in common with the majority of them. Most of them had rocky or terrible childhoods. And honestly and personally, I didn't have the best childhood either, but I didn't turn out to be a serial killer. And I've actually watched a lot of my family members fall into terrible situations due to their actions, and it was something that I could never quite understand. The reason why I shared this with you is because I wonder if Dahmer thought what I thought growing up as a child. That being, could I be better if I just didn't do what they did? Maybe it's not as simple as it seems, and especially not for cases like Jeffrey Dahmer's. Jeffrey's parents actually didn't get along with one another when he was growing up. His mother, Joyce, had a history of mental illness and suffered with postpartum depression with Jeffrey, and she suffered with postpartum psychosis after her second son, David, was born. Let me mention though that it has not been verified that Jeffrey himself suffered with mental illness like depression or anxiety, but it has been frequently discussed by psychologists as it could have been a contributing factor to his dysfunctional behavior since mental illness can be inherited. 
Whether or not Jeffrey experienced mental illness himself, he watched his mother and father fall apart because of his mother's depression and anxiety. With this in mind, it was very hard for his father to withstand, so difficult that he couldn't bear to stay in the home any longer with his family, and he actually retreated to his lab quite often as he was studying to be a research chemist at the time. Now imagine your parents are arguing almost 24-7, your dad is hardly around, and your mother is visibly upset all of the time. With all of this being said, Jeffrey obviously didn't receive much attention as a child. He was simply neglected. To give you a better idea of how bad his mother was, his father, Lionel, claims that he would sometimes wake up in the middle of the night to find her missing from their home, to only find her laying out in the middle of a field in her nightgown. This is literally crazy. And obviously something was probably not right on Lionel's end either. With the fact that Lionel couldn't even withstand staying in his own home, it's obvious that Lionel and Joyce didn't handle these issues well, as they weren't a couple who spoke about their issues out loud when issues needed to be handled. And sources say, and even the Netflix show portrays that Lionel was mainly to blame when it came to staying quiet when words needed to be spoken. Well, Jeffrey was like this too, especially with his sexuality. He kept it secret and understandably so as homosexuality was not widely accepted at the time. According to Jeffrey's tapes, Jeffrey started to become aware of his attraction to men at about the age of 14. And at that age, with not feeling comfortable sharing his truth, he was living in the fear of rejection. But honestly, I don't think speaking out about his sexuality would have stopped his killings. I think we should rather focus on the fact that Jeffrey didn't feel comfortable telling anyone about his first victim, Stephen Hicks. Weirdly enough, and something that I didn't know, was that Jeffrey actually didn't mean to kill Stephen, or so he claims. Either way, you would think that he would have gone completely mad thinking about what he did. And Jeffrey has said that he knew what he was doing was wrong, but he didn't tell anyone, and I believe his parents are to blame as to why he didn't confess right away. In Jeffrey's confession tapes, he claims that he ended with Stephen in his home due to his fantasies of picking up a hitchhiker and taking him back to his house, but not to murder him, but rather to have control over him. Jeffrey really just wanted control. He didn't have much of that growing up. He didn't live in a controlled environment. He lived in an unpredictable one. You know what's also terrible about his first murder? The fact that it was easy for Jeffrey to get away with it. And you want to know how? Jeffrey had the house that he was living in all to himself. He was only 18. His parents had abandoned him practically. They left him there. His father left to reside in a motel and his mother left with his younger brother, David. I'm assuming that the house reminded them too much of one another. They must have hated each other by that point, so they must have hated the house. So, like I said earlier, was Jeffrey simply not aware that he was slowly becoming like his father? Did Jeffrey ever stop to think that maybe his father wasn't a great guy? And no, his father didn't murder anyone, but his father was afraid to speak up when things were going wrong. Did Jeffrey not notice this? 
or has he always just been lost in his own mind? On the next episode of Breaking Down Dahmer, we will take a look at Lionel Dahmer's novel, A Father's Story, and how he explains how he thinks he may be to blame as well, as he thought of killing others too. Once again, this is Dayton and Sarah, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of Breaking Down Dahmer.